Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions, and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm coach Caroline DeKimpe, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. This episode is the audio recording of a video or live stream because I know that many of you just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, it's Caroline DeKimpe here, career and leadership coach. And today we are going to talk about people pleasing. Now, a lot of middle and senior managers that I work with are people pleasers and they would label themselves as people pleasers. And so what is the best thing to do here? Because basically, if you are a people pleaser and you're a first time manager, it's still okay, you know, it's still okay to be liked. But if you want to become a sought after influential leader and you are a people pleaser, then your career might actually be in trouble. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to peel back the onion really to its core and understand the three different main three different reasons why people are people pleasers. And then we're going to see, okay, what can we do? How can we move out uh, of that people pleasing habit? Because often it is a habit. So first of all, I want to say like people pleasing can come in a certain uh, amount of um, forms. And I have seen a couple that come across that I come across over and over again. First of all, of course, the obvious one is when people say yes too much and they take on too much workload, uh, too much work that downplays their capability and, and so on. Another one is they that they don't want to contradict. So they agree with almost everything. Even though they don't agree with things behind the scenes, they will agree with certain things just to actually not have conflict so that they avoid conflict no matter what. A third habit that I see that people, people pleasers have is that they apologize more often. And this can become a very unconscious habit. And you can even do it with only a certain group of people, senior stakeholders. Uh, you say sorry too often. You take the blame for things, even though if you, that you know it's not, uh, it's not your fault. So those are the three main things that I see coming, that I come across over and over again. Um, people saying sorry all the time, people overcommitting and accepting work that downplays them, say yes to almost everything and have a huge workload, which ultimately will burn them out and won't get them the promotion or really the influence that, that they're seeking. And they're agreeing with everything because they don't want to cause conflict. And so there is this thing about being vanilla in the workplace. If you're being vanilla, you're not standing out. And this goes for any level in your career that you're at. As long as you're vanilla, uh, and I love vanilla, but you want it to be salted caramel with peanuts uh, sprinkled over them and so on. So you want to really stand out and be different and be okay with the fact that People won't always agree with you and like it, like you. But what you create is a space to debate 
a healthy debate. So instead of you becoming defensive about it, you encourage a healthy debate to, to happen and you can collaborate with those that might not agree. Now, before we dive in even further on <clears throat> how you can counteract all of these and what you can do to really step out and shift from being a people pleaser to being an authentic leader, uh, because that is a shift that needs to happen if you want to increase your influence, make a bigger impact, and really work on your executive presence. So that shift needs to happen because staying in that people pleasing habit is not going to get you there. I repeat, it is not going to get you there. So if you label yourself as a people pleaser, you have to move heaven on earth to actually get out of that habit. And it will take time and process because what I always say to any of my clients is a new level is an old devil. So it's not a new devil, it's an old devil, a devil that you thought that, uh, that um, you work through. So for example, people pleasing, uh, it comes, it stems off various reasons, and I'm not a psychologist, but the three main that I see reoccurring time and time again is, first of all, your own self-esteem. If you have a low self-esteem, you automatically tend to be a people pleaser and try to please people within the workplace. A second one is low confidence. So low confidence, not only in, in yourself necessarily, but more about your capability. If you're not confident, you're going to second guess yourself uh, constantly and ask for approval and ask like if they can double check or triple check your work, the work that you're doing. And then you might even have a tendency of uh, perfectionism. And that is a whole other thing and a disaster meant to happen. But the third one is actually a very common one with my clients and definitely if you're in that middle, middle or senior management level and you just like feel that there is a glass ceiling above you and you just can't really shatter it and can't really promote, promote get promoted and so on. And the third one is a bad habit. Now, just hang on, uh, hang with me here or go with me here because we start out in our career and the first thing is we want to prove ourselves and what we do to prove ourselves is we get as much work as possible and we get in the habit of saying yes and because the culture well the workplace was very different to what most of my clients started it started in that is like uh, 10 not not 10 it's 15 25 30 years ago that they started working in the workplace environment was very different. Like you rarely actually had that room for debate and had that room for conflict. So they would say yes to a lot of things, even though they didn't agree with it. So because they were so conditioned to do that, that actually influenced the rest because what your first few jobs that you have impact you through the rest of your career. It's baggage. It's like your 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 sponge and like it could be positive baggage or negative baggage that you carry around for the rest of your career evolution. So for example, uh, I see clearly people that had a really, really good, strong leader, boss, mentor in their life in the first two, three, three jobs. Um, they have more 
uh, more, not ambition, they have more courage and, and they're more, um, uh, they're not afraid, they're not so afraid to actually come to come across any hurdles through their career and to say what they think because their mentor, their leader actually challenged them at a very early stage in their career. And that's basically, like that's the baggage that they take uh, through the rest of their career because they had those strong leaders. On the flip side, if people had a bad leader and were really diminished and almost traumatized and were in toxic environments in the first couple of years in the workforce, they often like have more of like, okay, I'm going to just keep my head down and silent and just observe what's working. So that together then with your, your historical baggage that you have as a child and as a teenager and as a young adult, that all together will influence again how you show up. But basically, what, I, what my point is uh, that I want to, to make is that you create bad habits. It's not always low self-esteem. It's not always uh, low uh, confidence, self-confidence, but it's very often that people have created a bad habit early on in their career of saying yes, because basically when you start, you want to prove yourself, you want to work hard, you hope your reputation will speak for itself. And Technology wasn't developed to the stage that it's developed now. So basically, you just had one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. Your network were people that you knew and your reputation would go um, and would get hurt within the industry. And that's how it worked. But today is very different. So today, your way, your approach needs to change. Even though a lot of people that I work with are still stuck in that people-pleasing habit. And so then it's really time to examine, like, okay, I have this habit. Now, instead of just being able to label yourself, be able to shift yourself out of it and to know, okay, what can I do to now become an authentic leader? And to make that shift, the first place that I start with any of my clients is really becoming aware of themselves. So that is reconnecting with their inner power because a lot of people, they have lost that connection with themselves. They don't know themselves anymore because they have filter after filter and layer after layer that really of indoctrination, of programming that they've carried on for years and years and years. So the first step is reconnecting with yourself understanding what is your bigger why and not a lot of people like if you ask the question what's your why a lot of people say I don't know I don't know tell me <laughs> but once you get them talking and when when clients connect with me the first time they and they tell this story I can hear in their voice what excites them what's really makes them really uh, flowing into the work that they were doing and what really gets them down and that is basically understanding your why. And it might be that you don't like the company, but you like the project that you were working on because it was a huge change and transformation project. Or you like the people because it was really community involved and it was really like about stakeholder relations and engagement. Or you like the technical aspect where you had to analyze everything and sit, sit across and understand the trends that were happening. So there's always things that jump out and that people are passionate about. And then linking that to your why is really important. So it's understanding your why. It's understanding your strengths. A lot of people don't know their strengths. 
oh, I might be good at this and this and this. It's not about what you're good at. It's what you want and what you have a natural talent for together with the skills that you have learned that those are your strengths like the things that are you naturally like that you're good at those are your strengths what are those and don't only think about the tactical things if you want to be a leader if you are a leader and most people that i work with are middle and senior management so they are leaders but if you want to be a sought after leader an influential leader there are certain things that you need to know about yourself your strengths what are your strengths on a leadership uh for or in your leadership skills a lot of people on their resume and i'm just taking resumes as an example they would say sorry about that they would say that um they have leadership skills strong leadership skills okay what does that mean what 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 does leadership skills mean because for everybody else it means something else so it's very subjective so let's break that down so understanding your strengths relating to your leadership capability and then like lastly within that uh within that area of reconnecting with yourself it's about um really understanding your genius zone and your genius zone that is basically you have your your strengths that you actually can work in really effortlessly everything flows everything is effortlessly and so then you have to understand what the organizational values are and not the organizational values. Um, so sorry, let me rephrase that. What organization values, not what the organizational values are, but what organization values. If they value the, the customer profit, the, the quality, the quantity, whatever it is that the organization or their change or innovation or creativity or whatever they value in terms of like that they find is, is really precious to them that is in that combination that is your genius zone that is where you can really amplify the way you position yourself as a leader and really stand out as a sought after leader when you have that connection so that is basically the start reconnecting with your inner power then understanding your blueprint that is a non-negotiable for any of my clients that's the first step the second step is really shifting your people-pleasing personal brand because you have a personal brand and it's people-pleasing to a, one of a leadership personal brand. Now, making that shift is, for example, you sit down and understand. So this is like a, a writing exercise that you almost need to do and make two columns of how you are perceived at the moment, what you say yes to too much that you should say no to, what is your opinion and then it links back to your why and then you actually say okay as a leader what do I what does leadership mean to me how do I want to be known for as a leader so you understand you start mapping out your your brand what it's currently your current personal brand and how can you now shift into an authentic leadership brand and that is basically all around like your of course your strengths your why your genius zone but zone but also like your 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 values so it's and then what leadership style do you have? What leadership qualities do you want to really amplify? Like I'm currently working with, with a guy who is amazing in what he does. And he has like certain leadership qualities that he takes for granted that you just assumed and never thought about, okay, how can I use and amplify these now in the workplace? 
because I can see them, everybody else can see them. How can I now even work them up even better to my to my uh, to my advantage, so that I can start really influencing and impacting those even uh, above me, above me in the organization and outside the organization, and really the teams, and that could be cross-functional teams or that could be teams that you lead. But how can you use those to really strengthen and amplify your presence? That's basically the second step is shifting from that people-pleasing personal brand to really like that authentic leadership personal brand. And that shift is really crucial if you want your career to have a bigger impact, have a bigger influence. Now, none of the clients that I work for, uh, work with, maybe one or two, I don't know, but like most, most of them don't, they don't want to be the next CEO of a company what they do want to be is they want to be heard. They want to be valued. They want to have a have their have their strategic input recognized. And all of that really comes down. That's the work that we do here. That's the work that I'm sharing with you guys now. It's like that you have to really think about. Okay, if I want to make that impact, be recognized as a strategic leader or be sought after leader. And, and what's the leadership qualities do I want to be known for? What do I already have that I can really then let blossom and amplify? So that is basically the second step. And once you have like you reconnected to your why, you know who you are, you have your leadership blueprint, you have your, your leadership brand in place, then I suggest like then you have to work on really stepping into your greatness because if you know all that and you're not doing anything with that and you say like, hmm, I update my LinkedIn profile now and I've done all the work and have that filled into my nice little workbook or my journal or my agenda, whatever you use to write things down. Okay, I'm so now a leader, an authentic leader. No, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. So stepping into your greatness is knowing how to activate that. So, And this is the hardest part because you constantly have to be living and breathing what you just have written down and what you believe in. So you have to really figure out a way of like, okay, how can I now set boundaries so that my people-pleasing habits don't override everything, all the work that I've just done? Because they will do. Every time you step up a little bit or get a new job, get a promotion, like they will kick in again. And instead of like, because a lot of people say like, stop being a people pleaser. Like, I don't want you to be a stone cold bitch. Um, I want you to be, have empathy and I want you to, to be an authentic leader and really like understand people and have compassion. Like compassion is such a really good trait to, to have as a leader. So I don't want you to completely lose the people-pleasing side because trying to be liked by people definitely has its advantages and you can use it to influence people. So there's so many aspects of it that actually can work in your benefit, but so many big aspects that can work against you. So it's really understanding and becoming aware when it's becoming a roadblock where you're actually saying that this is too much and it's really um, interfering with where I want to go and what I want to achieve and what I want to do. And it's that 
realization that will take you up to the next step. So when you say own your greatness, it's like, first of all, it's becoming aware on a weekly, monthly basis on a very short time frame in the beginning. Actually, like I recommend my clients to actually think about it every single week and even have like a diary where they or a journal where they work through every single week. What were the, the things that I did that I should have said no to? What are the people-pleasing aspects? What is like my, uh, where should I say no to more often? And I said yes to, where do I need to be more assertive? And becoming aware of that will help you to be to step in and activate your leadership brand in the workplace. Because that's what you want to do is really activate that. And by activating that in the beginning, you will ruffle feathers. I'm not going to lie to you about that. You People will say like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, Sandra used to be able to do that, but now she's too good for that. Or Tom used to be able, you, you used to go be able to go to Tom all the time, but now not anymore. So you will have those people that say stuff like that. And in the beginning, you might say, oh, yeah. Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing being being is this is this really what I want? But yes, stepping in your authenticity, and it's not just a word, <laughs> reconnecting to your inner power and really understanding what you want, that is really it's going to be like some people might not like it. And if you have worked for five, 10 years in the same company and you want to change the way people perceive you, you're going to ruffle feathers. And a lot of people say like, oh, yeah, isn't this easier when you change jobs? Yes and no. Yes, you can actually start with a clean slate. Nobody knows you. You can start from scratch again and blah, blah, blah. But if you stay in a company and you actually change how people perceive you uh, at that stage, yes, it will. You, you already have the reputation. You already know the system, the stakeholders. So it's often little tweaks and ways that you need to know how to communicate it. For example, like you're not going to come into the office and suddenly say like, right, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And whether you like it, no, 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 I'm being assertive. That's more being an aggressive person, to be honest. But it's like you, you don't want to do that. So there are ways to, to think about your, um, the way you communicate with your stakeholders and the way you involve, involve your, your leaders saying like, look, I'm doing this. A lot of my clients say I'm doing a leadership co uh, training at the moment to shift my current personal brand to a leadership personal brand. And one of the things that we're working on is this, this, this. So I'm just making sure if you can support me, if you see that anything that I do is in contradiction to that and stuff like that. So it's becoming almost like you become transparent. You become transparent. And some people say like, oh my God, it's like, it shows my weakness. No, because weakness is not if you want to improve. And this is what you want to do. You want to improve as a leader. If, I, if, if somebody comes to me and say like, look, actually, I, I recognize that these are the areas that I want to need to work on if I want to step up. And I was I sought out help to actually do that. And I was hoping you could support me even internally. Uh, these are the things that I'm working on. That is amazing. I would so encourage a leader to uh, uh, or any uh, member of my team to, to do that. So it's all about like how confident you are in actually just embracing and activating your leadership brand in the in the workplace. And besides that activation, 
really living what you just wrote down in your journal or on paper. It's also about how to understand your the, the, the politics and the, the organizational dynamics that are going on in your, in your organization. For example, I was just talking to, um, to a potential client and I was saying like, look, not everybody will like you and not everybody ha- is out for the company's benefit. So what I mean by that is most of the time you have two uh, two camps. So on one side, you have people that are really uh, generous, that believe in the greater good of the company, that have a common goal, that are really out there to just share in the community. And on the flip side, you have people that are egocentric or only thinking about themselves and just like uh, what they only will see what benefits them. So in the organization, you have two sides and it's your job as a leader to actually know which one who is who in the zoo. (laughs) So and basically really mapping out all your stakeholders and understanding like who then you can work with as an ally and who you better stay away from. And maybe you think you you thought in the beginning, ah, oh, this is a good person, and then you get to know that person, and you say like, back off from that person, reverse. Um, so, and that is really what you what what what's creating strategic partners and alliances is all about. And it's not so much like that you have to come uh, from a point of view of sharing everything and I'm doing everything for the greater good of all. Like, yes, of course, it can be a part of it, but also like, okay, this is this is my career. Like, how can I develop my, my presence here, my influence? Because that is what you want to do, increasing your influence so you can increase your, your impact, so you can really make a difference. And at the end of the day, you come home to your partner and say like, hey, had a really, really awesome day today. I work with some awesome people uh, that are like-minded. I get paid what I'm worth um, and I feel like authentic. I can be who I am, who I want to be. I don't have to put up a performance. I can show up at work and like run with an idea I have room to make mistakes um, and I have a safe space like where I feel that people have my back and people are there for me uh, no matter what level you are because it doesn't mean if you're middle or senior manager management that all of a sudden like it's a lonely island (laughs) know what I mean so you want to you're not alone. And a lot of people say that like middle management, senior management can be the lonely job and it can be, but you are the one making it lonely. It doesn't have to be lonely. Like it depends on how you show up as a leader and the people you surround yourself with. Like you have to have like in, um, in my program, I work with, um, you have with, with a group of people, you have to have a support system of five specific people that are part of your support network your your cheerleader squad as you as you wish (laughs) so um that's what you really need to have anyway i hope this inspired you on how to shift from a people pleaser to really being an authentic leader and uh if you say like look 
I am definitely in that category. I want to work with you. Um, like reach out to, to me. This is what we do. We help people go uh, middle managers, senior managers, and we help them shift from being an overworked doer. And an overworked doer, that could be by perfectionism, that could be by people pleaser, it could be so many reasons that they're stuck in that doing um, um, position and habit. And we help them shift to be, become a sought-after influential leader. And that's what you want to do. So if that is you and you're looking to really make that shift, uh, don't be alone. Don't be, don't be full to do this alone. Uh, seek out help and uh, reach out to me. I will pop a link below so you can actually reach out, schedule a call in, and we can have a chat about that. And uh, if we are not connected on LinkedIn and you just came randomly across this video, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, it's a great way to stay in contact. You will be notified every time I go live and you will see me popping up in your, your feed and we can have a, build a relationship um, that way. So if you really like this video, give me a thumbs up. It always helps to, to see that people appreciated my content. And um, if you know somebody who might benefit from my message, like share this post or put them, tag them in the comments so that they get notified of this video. Um, because I think it's an important message that people pleasers, they don't get, they don't keep stuck there, that they really shift to becoming the leader that they really have in them to be. And everybody has leadership qualities. It's just like how much do you give them the opportunity to come, come out? Anyway. I hope this was inspiring and uh, have a nice rest of the day and I will talk to you soon, guys. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again, and I'll connect with you on the next episode.